Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Wrestling Goons Radio Raw Reaction, where we will be covering this week Monday Night Raw show. And to get things started, we have the opening segment that's a shocker. No longer, well, I'm not going to say no longer, but we don't have an authority to open up the show. What a shocker. We do have John Cena comes out there and does his John Cena promo, which wasn't long and boring. Um, it's talking about being the face of the company and belittling Kevin Owens. Then you have Kevin Owens comes out, talk his talk, which both are really selling the pay-per-view, in my opinion. Uh, Cena mentions the open challenge, which KO backs up. Uh, backs from, uh, he, they also mentioned that there should be an open challenge for both the U.S. and the NXT, where Kevin Owens says that, hey, the next challenger should decide who he wants to pick. Anthony, good idea or bad idea, NXT U.S. Uh, challenge open. Yeah, uh, man, this thing was great. Like you said, it was uh, not the authority to start the show. We were all happy about that, so we complain about it every single week. So we got to do something different. Uh... I love Kevin Owens' line that he gave John Cena about, John, you've started Raw for the last 10 years, and quite frankly, we're all a little sick of it. Uh, that was awesome. I love yeah. the idea that they had the option to have the NXT Open Challenge or the U.S. Challenge. Uh, I think that's a good idea every single week, actually, to have them there and have their opponent decide who they want to fight and create tension between the two to see who's more relevant. Um... I was hoping for Samoa Joe. That's who I, I wanted to come out. Uh, I was okay, though. It was Neville, by the way. Neville was the guy that came out. And uh, Neville and Owens, pretty solid match, man. Uh, I guess we'll get into that here in a second. I'll let uh, Mark and you talk about that, and then we'll get to the match. <laughs> Mark, what do you think about the segment? Um, I thought it was a good segment. Um, like you said, they did a pretty decent job at selling their match at Money in the Bank. So it's it's going to be probably a lot harder fought and stiffer match come Money in the Bank. And that's kind of shocking considering we saw Kevin kick out of an AA and a couple of pop-up power bombs. So uh, I'm looking forward to their match at Money in the Bank. And this just kind of sold it, and I do like the idea of having both the NXT and U.S. Open Challenge. And if you watch Main Event this week, Kevin Owens did another NXT Open Challenge. Yeah. Well, yeah who, uh, I mean, who was the challenger? I believe it was Ryder. Oh, Ryder. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Ryder was last yeah, SmackDown. Ryder was SmackDown. Um, oh, okay. oh, great. Was it Heath Slater? Yeah, it was Heath Slater. I think it you was. Heath Slater. Oh, so you killed Heath Slater, too. Yeah, if, you're, if you don't have a job right now, you're going to get beat up by Kevin Owens. That's a new role. So, I mean, so for the fact that they have the NXT Challenge now on the main roster, what does this, I mean, is this like good promotion to the NXT brand? Let's say someone like, let's just say Heath Slater does win the NXT title. Just saying. <laughs> does, does, it, does this bring him down? Because it's like a... I mean, no disrespect. But it's like a downgrade from the other titles on the main roster. First, yeah, no, first off, no, it's not. And secondly, 
Heath Slater won the NXT title. That would be a downgrade to the NXT title. No, it meant the truth. I know that's your boy. Um, no, man, I think it's good exposure for NXT. However, the only reason this is happening right now is because Kevin Owens is the champ and he's in a feud with John Cena. If he wasn't, you wouldn't be having the NXT Open Challenge on Raw. So let me ask you this. Let's say this is Bell versus Bell at Money in the Bank. Ooh. Let's say John Cena does win. What does this mean for John Cena if he's carrying the NXT title? John Cena loves NXT, and I think that he could possibly... There, there's a good chance in the future that John Cena could hold that belt just for the fact that John Cena wants to elevate kids and for his own ego have every belt that he has, so... Yeah, I can definitely see John Cena winning the NXT title at some point. No, uh, as far as hurting his character, John Cena can turn on, put on a mask and call himself Mr. Mexico, and it wouldn't hurt his character because he's freaking John Cena. So, no. Nothing he will do is gonna hurt him. He can take any risk he wants. Which, why, by the way, I don't know, going back to his promo that he cut, I don't even notice, um... He's doing a lot of face things in his promos that are very heelish. Like, in the last, this Owens promo, the Owens feud has really brought the ego back out in John Cena. Have y'all noticed that? Chain gang. Yeah, it feels like that, right? It's everything but the jerseys and the wraps. That is what I'm getting from John Cena. Rufus aggression. Yeah, you know what I don't like? This is what? around the time I started hating John Cena, around 2005 and 2006, when he started, this champ is here and you can't see me and I'm the best crap. Yeah, I prefer the hustle, loyalty, respect, and the never give up over that. Like, I don't want that John Cena back where he tells you how great he is and then he makes you lose in the five moves of doom. That John <gasps> Cena is awful and I want him to go away forever. So, what if, he, what if he beats Kevin Owens? He is going to beat Kevin Owens. Like, I, I, I know I said he was going to beat him last time. John Cena ain't losing twice in a row. It ain't happening. So, that would be a shocker. Yeah. Mark, do you think it will be a shock if uh, John Cena beats, uh, well, if Kevin Owens beats John Cena two times in a row? I, I think it will be a shock to the majority of fans, but I don't think it would be a shock to Kevin Owens. No, Mark, no. Well, I mean... And also, liking that, we have to see something from John Cena that we've never seen before. So, I mean, him losing twice, I mean, I know it's been done. He's lost multiple pay-per-views back in the time whenever uh, Punk had the title and he John Cena just went on a horrendous losing streak. Let me tell you why I think this is a bad idea, not to cut you off. The reason why John Cena getting on this big run or, or going on this losing streak is bad because the longer your losing streak is, the bigger your payoff is. And I don't want John Cena with a long payoff. <laughs> I don't want it. So, whatever we gotta do to get John Cena out of this way, then let's just do it. Quicker the better. You know, you know, I think John Cena is doing this whole mid-card level or building up the mid-card because probably Vince is saying, hey, if you help out the future in the mid-card this year, I'll put the belt on you next year. Uh, just saying, just a theory. Just a theory. Maybe, you know what, though? I think that maybe they're at a point because the belt really, and this is another time for another podcast, but I just want to touch on it now. 
The belt mattered a lot more in the 80s and the 90s for the simple fact that a lot of things people don't talk about. Two words. Guaranteed contracts. They didn't exist back then. Unless your name was Hulk Hogan or Bret Hart. You know, you didn't have that kind of deal. Nowadays, you make a guaranteed salary. No matter if you have a bill, no matter how many days you work, when you sign a deal, that's how much money you make. And that's how much money you pay you. So, being the champ doesn't really matter as much as they want you to believe in the storyline. With that said, I don't think it matters that John Cena, if he's the champion anymore or not. I really don't. Well, see, the, that might be true with the guaranteed contract, but they do have bonus things that they can meet, and they also do get from like proportionate sales... If they sell over so much merchandise, they get an extra bonus and okay, yada, but, yada, yada. Okay, but the title is not going to hurt him. I've seen his merchandise sales. Well, it does if he gets a new, if he gets a new shirt. His, maybe, like, Mark said, his bonus or whatnot. Or you never know. They could say, we don't know what could happen at next year's WrestleMania. He could probably go for the title next year at WrestleMania and get a bigger payoff, like paycheck or whatever. Who knows? Oh, please, guys. You're like, gonna make me nauseous, so we're not even there yet. He's gonna tie Ric Flair's record. They're gonna, they're gonna have Vacant win the title at the Royal Rumble. And Hogan and Cena are gonna fight for the Vacant title at WrestleMania. No, Hogan's fighting Punk, okay? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, we'll have oh, to get into that I later. You, yeah. yeah, we'll have to. But, we'll, we'll yeah, end. we gotta move on. Uh, <laughs> To the uh, Neville and Owens match, which is for the NXT <coughs> title, which we mentioned. John Tennis on commentary, where he's really boring on commentary. Um, two guys from NXT going at it, uh, which Kevin Owens wins with the pop up powerbomb. I thought this match was great. Uh, I, probably the best match of the night, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Uh, Mark, what you feel? how did you feel about this match here? I thought it was a great match. Um, just continuing to showcase what NXT has done and what they continue to do as far as producing talent. Um, Neville's a great worker. Uh, Owens is, and I'm glad we got to finally see them two go at it. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, what's your thoughts on this match? And did you feel like it was okay for Neville to accept the NXT chat title instead of the U.S. challenge. Yeah, I kind of knew as soon as I saw the music hit, that's what he was going to do. One, because he's already fought Cena, and two, uh, Kevin Owens uh, put him on action the last time they came at each other, so he kind of wanted some redemption, which he didn't get. Um, my God, how strong have they made? Other than Rusev, they probably made Kevin Owens the strongest debut they've ever made. Like, Rooster yeah. was by far the strongest because he just killed everybody and never lost after that. But, Owens is. God, and like, if you're getting killed with Owens' way, you're getting on a stretcher. That's pretty much what's happening lately. But he didn't go out of his way to hurt Neville, though. He respects Neville. And you can tell that. So, um, Because Neville's never tried to, like, cross paths as far as getting into, well, like, no. heated... No, that was not, that's him. actually what happened. That was the first time he attacked Sammy Zayn on his debut. Uh, before he even got the belt, Neville was the one who came out to confront him because Sammy Zayn couldn't. So yeah. Neville came out and said, you're a low-life scum for doing that to my friend. 
And now we got the power bomb on the apron, and that's what happened in the middle. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying right now. He's well, not trying to step himself into it. No. It was just an open challenge. Never knows what's up. <laughs> Never knows. So, so with everything going on with Neville, you think they're trying to give him a sort of push in a way, in the right direction? Even though he has a few uh, losses under his belt. You know, um, I think, you know what, man? That this is going to be really redundant to say about somebody that's a high flyer, but high flyers have a low ceiling. And I know that that's an oxymoron. But when you're one-dimensional like that, I think there's only so far they're going to let you go up the ladder. But that's the thing. He's not. No, it, but H- Him versus Sami Zayn was a pure wrestling match. It's a great match, but I don't think Vince sees that. Well, maybe Vince doesn't, but Triple H knows it. Because he sat there and watched the takeover. But do you think Triple H sees main event money in Neville? Well, probably not. Okay. But they also didn't see Daniel right Bryan please. for the longest. Nah, see, I disagree because they put the U.S. title on him right away. Well, yeah, but that was when the U.S. title was shitted on. But you're still giving that guy a title in his debut. I mean, they also gave that title to Jack Swagger. Okay, point taken. It made sense. It made point sense. Point taken. All right. We got to see more Jack Swagger. <laughs> I want Jack Swagger back. And I like Jack Swagger. And I don't, know why they, I don't know why they fired Sam, but bring him back too. Yeah. Watch SmackDown for Jack Swagger. Oh, he's on there? Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, I gotta, I gotta watch that now. I hate SmackDown, but I gotta watch that. It's time to change his music, for real. Uh, like, there's no need to do the way the people think anymore, and just them isn't there, so. I mean, you know what, that's, um, to be honest with you, I think Jack Swagger has probably the top five best theme music in the We The People. It doesn't work without that. Because you, you know he can't speak by himself <laughs> to get it over. Yeah, and the only well, way that you would work. The only way that you would work is them, is them doing it. So, and oh, they should have gave the music to uh, Cesaro. No, I mean they should have just like got rid of it because it's, not, it's the same thing as Roman having the kill music. I hate it. Like because when you when you get rid of a gimmick, you don't gotta keep living the past of it. Just being the new gimmick that you are. Roman needs new theme music, and so did Jack. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, Roman Reigns needs a full repackage. Yeah, I think that's coming. You know, die Roman die. We're still hoping for it. He needs, he needs new ring attire, ring interest, ring music. And what they don't remember, I don't know if they just don't remember the formula they used for The Rock, but if they're really wanting to get Roman over and you turn him heel, because when you turn him heel, he winds up getting even more over. I mean, the crowd just, when they want to turn on him and you turn him back face, you're going to see it happen real soon with Brock Lesnar. You're going to see what happens when you turn a heel face. It works pretty well. Yeah. Um, Roman, actually, the crowd, I think the crowd is um, getting behind them more. Oh, they Roman? Were probably earlier this year. Uh, they don't hate him as much as they did earlier this year, but there are definitely uh, moments. They, they know what they're doing, putting him in the side pocket of Dean Ambrose, letting him ride another wave up to the top, and this time I think that they're going to make the turn. I don't know. We'll see. Um, moving on, we got the highlight of Rollins and Ambrose feud, which, by the way, Ambrose still has the building. If you're on Instagram, you can see him in some of the hot spots in New Orleans posing with the belt, which I thought was hilarious. Um, 
Rollins complaining once again, authority reminding him that they did what he said last week, that he don't need them and all that. They also mentioned that he can have a match later on tonight and can decide on whoever he wants as his opponent to be. Uh, any comments on this? Uh, I'm going to keep it short. Uh, I think that the Ambrose thing is so dumb. Like, the first one I saw, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. That's original. By the fourth or fifth one during the night, I was like, this reminds me of those stupid rock promos in Philadelphia. Where he was all the Yeah, where he was just doing a different scene of something retarded. No offense to special people. Um, that really bothered me, man. I was like, this, they're just making this Dean Ambrose character and they're watering it down as much as they possibly can. And for some reason, these morons that buy a ticket are eating it up. I, 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 I got nothing, man. This is so dumb. As far as the promo, uh, Rollins saying he needed, he meant everything he said, except for the part about Hunter, of course, and Stephanie, because of course he needs them. Uh, they, uh, oh, God, I'm so tired of these promos, man. I don't know what to say, man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Mark, what's your thoughts on this, uh, promo? See, I think that they're watering down Dean in order for when Dean turns heel, he's going full crazy John okay. Moxley. Okay, but well why does everybody have to turn heel? Like, why can't we just have straight baby face? Well, he is. He's he's just really, really trying to get those cheap pops because that's the way WWE likes to do it. Oh, it's I don't think he's going to turn I mean, heel anytime soon because it's, I mean, the crowd <laughs> likes him. Uh, they're just trying to experiment with him to see what? how far over he can become, or possibly how would it be if he becomes champion? You never know. I don't know if he could possibly uh, win it this Sunday. It's a good chance he could. No, it's a good chance he may not. So answer this. When is the best time to turn someone heel? I, I wouldn't do it now. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying now or whatnot. Just what do you think the best time to turn someone heel is? I would say right before they're at the maximum. Daniel Bryan's a perfect example. They had it right before WrestleMania 30 when Daniel Bryan was starting to get over and they put him with the wife. That's when you had it right. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Now, listen to me. I, no, no, no. no. I, I enjoy it. I just hate being reminded of it because that's one thing I enjoyed about Daniel Bryan the wife. Right. And you don't know where it's going. And, and here's the thing about wrestling, okay? You never, and please put your kids' earmuffs on. This, this part's going to get a little more rain in the PG-13. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Um, your discretion is advised. Yeah, please. It's, um, I want to give you three seconds. One, two, three. Okay. It's kind of like sex, right? When, once oh, you, God. Once you have the orgasm and you blow your load everywhere, you're done. You can't even go anymore. You're just like, all right, we're done. You don't want to reach that point. You always want to almost get there. And then you want to back off for a little while. You want to go another direction. Because once you go there all the way, it's over. You can't reach that maximum climax of the crowd reacting. And they're ruining this every single time when they turn people prematurely or they wait on something not working. It's so frustrating to me. They turned Seth perfectly. That was perfect. Seth was the one, because we didn't see it coming. And that's another thing about Dean. 
we're all waiting on Dean to turn because of his character. Because of that his straight scream out heel. Because it's the obvious thing. Nothing about Seth was obvious. We didn't see it coming. And that's when wrestling is great to me. No pun intended with the we didn't see it coming. Uh, first I want to say disclaimer. <laughs> what Anthony just said with the sex analogy does not reflect everyone's opinion <laughs> on the wrestling goons. Two, uh, no one did see it coming because early on, uh, everyone was like, oh, well, you know, uh, Dean Ambrose, he has more, he's more polished in the ring. He's probably going to be good on his own. And Roman Reigns, he's the star. He has that look. But it's like Seth Rollins, like, what's, what's with this guy? I mean, we know he has some skills in the indie scene, but based on, like, his character with the shit and whatnot, it was like, we don't know what's going to happen with this guy. And so when he did turn the uh, shield, it made sense that he was the one to, you know, be out there to turn on them and to be on his own. And he's been doing great since then. Yep, it worked. Uh, that, like I said, that was one of the times where they did it right. But the fact is, you know, just you know, the sex thing was just an analogy. But you, once you reach that point of the maximal crowd being invested, you, you got no up from there. So it's really bad when you give it to us all the way. And it's kind of good that Daniel Bryan, uh, I'm not going to say it's good, but it's kind of lucky for Daniel Bryan that he got hurt when he did actually go. I mean, you think back, uh, his first feud after that was with Kane, and God, it was awful. Like, that one month hand was about the worst main event fucking WWE done. It was an awful storytelling. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that just got to prove my point that once you've got all the way up, I don't really know where you can go from there. So, I'm hoping that they, I don't know if they're just trying to bury Dean Ambrose by all these cheesy things, but something's got to give. Uh, I definitely don't think that Roman or Dean are both staying face. One of them is turning. Because they keep having them interact, and that's just doing me foreshadowing. Uh, but yeah, my money would be on Roman, me and the hill. But I will say this. We haven't seen hardly any tweeners lately. Like, it, there really hasn't well, been one. Well, I seen, I digress, because Bray Wyatt is a tweener. Uh, well, Dean what feuds has he had with heels? Well, none. But okay. So you, I mean, you could possibly. It's so hard to have somebody have a hand with both sides, though. Well, I mean, I think that that's something that Dean Ambrose could do. Possibly. I think that he could be the one that pulls it off. Well, we'll see about that. I guess we'll get on to the team with next. Yeah, um, we did <laughs> Nikki and Summer Rae. Summer Rae made an appearance. She was there. This is great. Those legs. Uh, Anthony, your thoughts? You know what? Not to be sexist at all, but... Summer is uh, probably one of my least favorite names. I just don't find her attractive in the least. Uh, oh, attractive wise. I'm gonna say you put her on, you put Eva Marie over her. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. As far as ring skills. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what? And that's another thing I'm gonna get into in my little NXT rant. Uh, people aren't giving Eva Marie a chance. Like they just they're giving her this total Nevis thing. They're not realizing that she's been training really, really hard for about a year now with a Mark Coach trainer. Um, Brian Kendrick? Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, Brian Kendrick. So she's really putting in the work here. And I'm not saying Summer Rae doesn't, but, and I'm not saying she's a bad worker. She just 
doesn't impress me. And there's something about, I think it's her nose. Something about her nose. Just, oh. Her nose and mouth. That's, that's yeah, like, she, oh, oh my god. Yeah, uh, as far as the match, yeah, it, you know what? I think they were creative when they write Nikki Bella and her script every week. They just have bipolar disorder, seriously. Uh, one week in the, yeah, there's your tweener right there, Mark. There we go. I you didn't, have, didn't you even know. think of the, the divas being tweeners. You got no damn clue what Nikki Bella is every single week. You don't know? Look the channel. One week in the face, one week in the heel. That is what about Paige? Sometimes Paige can be that way. Well, uh, but Paige is just a naturally aggressive woman. The Bella, Nikki Bella actually changes her promo. Like, one week, she's the nice, innocent girl, and the next week, she's the dirty, conniving girl. How about she just get a girl to drop the title, because I'm getting sick of it. Yeah, how about you just go do what we're really making, buddy, and me and John Cena's valet, because that would get you more over than me than he was shaking. Just to get sort of, like, off the subject, just a little bit, but on the subject, um, I've seen on, um, I forgot what I've seen that, but there was, like, a tweet that said, I think it was from Landstorm, that said that they should get rid of the whole diva thing and just start calling it the women's champion and just redesign the diva's title or something. They have a women's champion, and her name is Sasha Banks. <laughs> yeah, what are no, we talking about on the main roster? Yeah, no, and, and I agree, but because they have a show called Total Divas, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree, though. I don't like the fact that they're called Divas because... These aren't the girls from, and that's another thing that pisses me off. Like a lot of people want to say, Trish Helena, the best workers of all time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's because they were the only two workers in that generation that could work in the Demon's Division. And uh, I think Lita was a better worker, but... Yeah, Lita was a great worker. Lita could wrestle any man on the roster. Yeah, I think she was like really legit. Trish was not. Like, Trish was just very athletic. But Trish, Trish, Trish had some years where she was okay. Yeah, where her basically she was like, you know, I'm a woman, and I, I have to do something besides look good, and you know. Well, see, the problem with that is that <clears throat> WWE got rid of all the divas that could work. Actually, the Gail Kims and the Mickey James and all those people, they got rid of all them. That's why we were stuck with just Lita and Trish. And then before then, we was like, which I don't even know if we should count that, uh, we had Disable and Jacqueline. Um, and in between that, we had uh, Ivory. Ivory can oh, work. Yeah. Ivory actually can wrestle. Yeah, we can. Alright, well, I don't know. Probably a lot of this loop or this thing, but I just, I don't know what they're doing with the Bella. I'm hoping that as far as making a title relevant, they're doing a good job after AJ left and making it irrelevant. Mm, I don't know about that. She's, I, I she's had over 200 day like, title reign. At least, at least we're not seeing the same people face each other. We're seeing more, you know, Divas step up. So you guys feel like Nikki Bella's title reign has been a successful one for the Divas? No, no I, I just think that they're giving her a long reign kind of like hinting at the fact that she might pass AJ. Yeah, and that's stupid if she even get close to it. Hey, look, look, I already threatened to go down to WWE for two weeks in a row. If Nikki Bella passes AJ Lee, Diva's title, champion reign, whatever, 
I'm just saying. You will be happy to know that in their new the WWE list, they make AJ their number one demon that they talked about at the very end of it. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They really do a good job of putting her over. They're like, of course you know we're going to have to talk about the best one. Why would we not? I'm like, oh yeah, you know what's up. <laughs> um, Mark, any last thoughts on this before we move on? No, I'm just with you. I'm I'm kind of ready for the Bellows title reign to be over with. Um, I think Tamina would be a good replacement yeah. if um, they're apparently done with Naomi. I don't know why she's been off TV or I don't know if she got hurt or yeah. whatnot. Who knows? That was hilarious with the pain promo where she said Naomi's out of the way now. Uh, where did Naomi go? Although, no, never mind. They do have a match on SmackDown. I forgot about that. Ty- Naomi and Tamina are in a tag team match. That's great, but why is she out on the title picture? Because she, she's the one who got pinned, I guess. No, I don't that's, know. Well, oh, I mean, to be fair, I think Paige should be out of the title picture as well. Exactly. You know how many times Paige is lost? Yeah, I'm, I, like yeah. I said before. She I'm was the number one contender before she got hurt. Challenger that division. She's lost a uh, Nikki Villa and this daughter on the orc. She won the number one contendership over the top battle royal before Naomi took her out. Man, that was stupid. Naomi. And she got and she got her title shot right. Yeah, in the triple threat. Yeah, that's right. And she lost. She lost. She didn't take the pin though. That's what WWE plays off of, apparently. Oh my gosh! So now, so okay. I went here, Dan. I I hate it. You know what? I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, we're going to be here all night talking about this. We got a lot of things that we can add slideshows on, though. <laughs> we had a lot right. of topics tonight that are really coming up here. All right, next segment we got here, which was a comedy segment. It turned out better was, than I thought. Yeah, uh, the Money in the Bank promo, Roman talk, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Ziggler and King do their little stand-up routine, and I guess the highlight of the segment was our truth coming out, thinking he was in the time he was in the match, and he they had, they had to tell him like, "Yeah, uh, you're not even in the match." You're like, "I'm not." Oh, okay, my bad. And everyone comes out and do their things. Uh, uh, Anthony, did you find this hilarious? I really hope that our truth has amnesia on Sunday. <laughs> and totally reason he's not in the match and tries to climb the ladder anyway. Um, my hope is that somebody that isn't announced in the match wins. Like, I told Mark that I hope that the lights go out and I know you're going to hate this, but I hope the lights go out and the ladder's up there when the lights come on. I want Bray Wyatt to be on top of the ladder. Already holding the briefcase. And then you're telling me that these seven morons in this match are going to be the winner? I want them all to lose. Every one of them. I mean, the only one that's probably relevant after seven is Roman, Randy, and that's it. Oh, Ziggler. Yeah, that's it. No, Ziggler's not even relevant. Ziggler will not win. I mean, he won't win, though, but he's, he's... He's a fan favorite where, like, okay, this makes sense. Everyone else doesn't really make sense. I'm not working to the point where I think Ziggler's going to rewind up on the burial road. That's just another. We'll get into that in a minute. Mark, what's your thoughts on this segment? Did you find it funny? Oh, R-Truth's always hilarious, which kind of irritates me that they don't actually give him a spot. 
They could let Santino just about win the Elimination Chamber, but they can't give our truth a push. Yeah. If we had to buy his main event at Capital Punishment, sir. That is true. They had turned him heel, he was amazing, and then they crapped on it. Yeah. But I will say this. At least he's over his fear of ladders now. That's what he said. He is over it. And that's why he's going to win. You think we're going to ever see little Jimmy? No. Why wouldn't we I ever? I hope not. We never saw him to begin with. So. True. Well, you know what I'm saying. Would you think we'll get little Jimmy? No, I really hope not. I hope that's what he's doing. He can be funny in different ways. He can be original and he'll come up with something else to be funny with. Like this whole phobia thing is genius. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, my, but, my, uh, my theory about this uh, Money in the Bank ladder match is that since, I guess, Kane put himself in it, I have, my, my theory is that he's going to win it, but everything, everything that's going on with between the authority <laughs> and Seth, let's just say they do kick him out or they don't like him or want him anymore. I think that's the only way I see it that it makes sense for Kevin Owens to get that briefcase where they say, hey, Kane, give Kevin Owens the briefcase. Wow. Yeah, I don't that's, think that, that would happen. I see it. That would be a nice swerve. It would be a nice swerve, but I don't think Kane doing that if he gets it. But I also don't think Kane winning. Like, honestly, I don't I mean, not to be a spoiler here. You guys really don't think Roman Reigns is winning this thing? Honestly. Roman Reigns could win, though, but at the same time, you got to think about it. WWE feels like we know who's going to win it, so they could give us a swerve. They know, they but pro- you know how many times they've tried to swerve us this year, though? WrestleMania? Alright, that was one. I don't think they'll do it then again that soon. I really uh, don't. Uh, the Elimination Chamber, because I did not expect Ryback to win it. And we didn't expect Kevin Owens to win either. Yeah, but it really didn't matter if you won or not. Well, you keep saying that, but if you mean how i it matters. I actually saw online, uh, I think that was the 10th time in John Cena's WWE career that he was pinned cleanly. In his 11-year career, he's been pinned cleanly 10 times. That's ridiculous. So, so basically, uh, I guess Goldberg has the record for the most, the least amount of time of being pinned cleanly. In wrestling history? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Probably like yeah. for the least, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because only God can get him clean. Yeah, and according to Goldberg, that's what he says. And <laughs> it wasn't Scott Snyder this weekend at the length of the wrestling show either, so. Yeah, that was like kind of weird. It was weird. But since we're talking about Goldberg, just for a second, uh, does anyone think that there's a chance he'll come back to WWE or they'll sign him? Nope. No. No, no chance. 0%, not one chance. Um, personally, I don't think there's a chance, and I probably don't want to see him compete. Uh, maybe if it was 10 years ago or less, or whatever. Maybe, but now it's like he's gotten old. There's no story for him, really. I don't believe so. It doesn't make sense. Hate him, Bill Goldberg, then. Hate Bill Goldberg, now. Um, You know, I do hate Bill, Bill Goldberg. Yeah. I was a big fan back in the day of Bill Goldberg. I was all about the who's next and stuff, but now it's like, you know what? Bill Goldberg is a douchebag. Yeah, don't listen to Bret Hart's podcast, man, because uh, he rips Goldberg a new one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of 
Uh, yeah, Harvey Moore, either. Well, no, I never left him again with either, so there you go. All right, uh, moving on. Any last thoughts on this? Yeah, Money in the Bank, I got Roman, you got, uh, I mean, you're giving us like three or four options. How do you got officially? Uh, I I mean, I got Roman Reigns, but it's the swerve. Kane's going to come out winning. He's going to give it to Kevin Owens. Mark? Well, I mean, I'm pretty obvious that Roman's going to win. Okay. Who would I rather win? Kofi. Kofi. Oh, yeah. New Day. That would be fun. That would be fun if New Day won. Because they all were out there at the same time whenever they were doing the promos. I'm just saying. Well, they they were everything. all three out in the pods as well. Well, they do everything together. You know? Exactly. That's why they're going to get money in the bank together. All right. Well, now, I have Michael Hayes feels about this whole free bird rule now. I like it. I think that Michael Hayes needs to make a part in this. Like, they need to get him involved somehow. I don't know. Maybe he might make them the new free bird and make Big E, Bam Bam, Gordy, or something. I don't know. All right, please never say that again. Don't insult the Freebirds. So, so we, can, we can have a 2.0 Nation of Domination, but we can't have a 2.0 Freebird. Not in the New Day is doing it, no. <laughs> <laughs> but New Day rocks, quote-unquote. No, they do, but they can't mean the Confederacy. That's not going to work. If our truth right. was in it, they could have. Exactly. You make a good point there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Right. I can see Biggie coming out with the rebel legs. That would work out well. <laughs> you know, this probably might have something to do with that. Where he's like, you know what? We're just gonna. This is a great idea. You guys come out there in your rebel flag and confederate, whatever. And yeah, we're gonna do a little twist in this. And they're probably just gonna look at each other like, "What is this guy talking about?" He's like, "Yeah, that's gonna make a lot of money." And then he just forces them to come out there looking like a doofus or something. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to the next segment, we have another match uh, uh, two times in a week. Randy Orton versus Sheamus, the Celtic Warrior. Uh, we haven't mentioned Sheamus as a potential winner in this Money in the Bank match. And I think that's why we haven't mentioned Randy either, because they're going to cancel each other out. Oh. Yeah, I mean, boy, this is one of those matches where... You can tell Randy got to be pissed off when the crowd is starting to chant random things. And that's what happened in Randy's match for Sheamus. What if they told Sheamus, you can either get the money in the bank or you can get the Intercontinental title? Well, there's a reason why I didn't win. No, Sheamus, if Sheamus wins money in the bank, <laughs> that'll be worse than the Intercontinental title. But that'd be better for him. I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would. Oh, my God. Don't, don't put that. <laughs> I keep forgetting that he's in the match, and I think I'm doing it on purpose. Like, I how, about we, how about he gets an injury, and then we have some Oh, God. Okay. And now I'll allow us my turn. Folks, this doesn't reflect Wrestling Goons Radio and Dan's comment. That's, we do not wish anyone to get injured. We can't wish injury on somebody. That's terrible. Why not? Why, why not? It's I mean, I mean uh, I'm sorry. I mean... What I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is, if he some way gets hurt, maybe we can put Bray Wyatt in that spot or someone else. I just brought up the point about Bray Wyatt. Like, why? They keep beating it in our heads that this isn't the only people that are in the match. Blah, blah, blah. So why do you gotta tell us how many are in it? He can show up. Because Kane said that he's the last participant. Well, Kane doesn't know everything now, does he? He's the director of operations, sir. He's the most hottest number seven. 
Huh? It's like seven, the oddest number. Like, you got, why not even it up with eight? We normally have seven. We do? Yeah, let's normally have another half the money in the way. Yeah, it, I don't know. Maybe it's just, I just find it weird. I was like, Mark, what, what was you going to say? Well, I was saying that um, I'm, I kind of like Anthony's idea. But if you swap swapped it over with between your idea and his idea, and have Kane give Bray the money in the bank. Oh wow! Why does Why does Bray deserve the money in the bank? Because he has nothing done? else to do, and it'd be great right. with a briefcase. Okay. Right. But but in a way, I feel like in a way Bray is secretly working for the authority uh-huh. because it seems like whoever the authority doesn't don't like, they just give him the Bray. <clears throat> Well, I mean, that is true. That's why I'm saying that Kane should just give it to him. Because Kane is with the authority. That's bad for Bray. That makes Bray the Larry and the best guy to burst and burn that number. <laughs> I don't want that. Larry Sabisco is in the Hall of Fame, sir. That would be a great career they're for Bray. They're telling Bray, they're like, hey, before they, before they learn to set, they're going to meet you, okay? <laughs> have fun. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know, Bray should have a better career than what he's having, or they should book him a bit better because... A bit last... better? How about let's, let's say they should be booking him, period. They should be booking a lot of people. Like, Not, nobody more same. than Bray Wyatt, though, and I know you don't like the guy, but even you can't deny the potential there. Like, if yeah, that's they just potential, wrote it, but it's slowly fading away. Not really, though, because it can be brought right back to life with the right story. I mean, what story can they, like, give him? Because right now, if you try to bring him with the white, I feel like Roman and, and Harper right now, which we'll get a little bit into later, are doing okay by themselves. And he won money in the bank. He only, he only elevates them. Down with the machine. That's what storyline can bring them back. What was the machine? We never got that. It was the WWE Okay, what brass. do you think the machine is, man? It's the people who uh, put John Cena on 56 different t-shirt designs. It's the brass of WWE is who the machine is. The machine spits out who they want to push. I don't know, because anything that involves the uh, white or gray white, it doesn't have a real conclusion to it. Yeah, you're right about that. I can't. But again, you gotta blame creative for that, because the potential's there, and they... Man, it's not... I hate using the word tragic, because there's a lot of tragic things in the world, and wrestling is nowhere near that serious, but... On a wrestling basis, this thing has just been one of the biggest ball drops of all time. Yeah. Um, this is just random, though, just because I know Bray Weiss, your boy, and... Uh, I got to put in my two cents for my favorite guy, Adam Rose. Um, so I've seen the, uh, what's that, the E60 special finally yeah. about Adam Rose, and I'm 100% behind him. I think he needs to headline at WrestleMania. That's, kid. I'm just throwing it out there. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it, it is, though, but if you see it, you, you're going to want to be right behind him, too. Now, he has won me over. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. Not only that. Uh, I'm giving him credit the last two episodes on this podcast. His, uh, his heel work is really, really, really good. Like, his mannerisms of just not caring anymore and lollygagging. And he got the woman now. Like, he's becoming very, very entertaining. Um, 
I don't think it's going to get him anywhere, though. Like, I don't um, think. Who was he making out with? Rosa Mendes. Okay, cool. Rosa right. Mendes and the new girlfriend. And, uh... Her with a lollipop is sexy. And, uh, this leaned into the NXT that we're going to talk about here in a little while. Um, they were chanting everything Leo Kruger at him this week at the NXT show from the beginning of his match until the end, and he was buying into it. He kept looking at the crowd and acknowledging them and calling him Kruger. Um, don't know where that's going, but stay tuned. Down the drain. No, no, no. May, you made me see him the death of Adam Rose, sir. <sighs> that breaks my heart. And the rebirth of Leo Kruger. Could you really? All right, all right. I, I noticed we're getting off topic. Of but if you bring back Leo Kruger, how many dark people are you going to have on the roster? I mean, but is Adam Rose the right person right now? The party's uh, over, I sir. Think, look, you need, I mean, it fits him. I like Adam Rose. I like the whole Party Express or whatever. He and fired I like the, them. The, the party's over, sir. If you haven't been watching for the last, like, four weeks or on, three weeks. On SmackDown or Main Event. Not condone drugging people. Jeez. I thought my sex talk was gonna be the worst thing of the night. You gotta bring back the party bus or something, exotic bus. No, how can you bring back the party if there's nobody at the party? The party's over. He's already said we'll bring it. Bring back the party. The point gets the people going and the party jumping. The money inspired, literally. The party look, look, the bunny could be anybody. The bunny could be oh anybody my God. The bunny was tombstone to hell, sir. <laughs> Not only that, you're you're discrediting Justin Gabriel. He made that bunny special. That bunny, if he wasn't in that bunny suit, acting like a bunny the way a bunny should act, and still making him athletic, that bunny would have been way worse than it was. God, it was awful already. What if we like have our truth become a bunny? I'm done. Can we move on? Dolph Ziggler vs. Kane. Okay. Yeah, um, Kane wins with uh, Rusev doing his heel thing. He made Lana uh, fall off the. Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we missed the J and J thing real quick. They really, oh, the J and J, yeah. Rollins doesn't uh, have an opponent yet until this promo. Yeah, we see Roman Reigns 2.0. Yeah, the Shield 2.0. Jamie puts him in his place, man. Jamie, Jamie was a little upset at uh, Rollins. <laughs> But he didn't want to, he, he told him, he's like, I'm going to forgive you, boss. I know you're under a lot of stress. Uh, Rollins really didn't just made them feel irrelevant. And kudos to Mercury for finally standing up and talking. And he's the guy that just let Jamie try to butter things up and smooth it over. And Mercury was like, no, Darren, screw that. I've had enough. And that's why Rollins says he wants them both in a handicap match. I thought we were about to get the finger poke doom 2.0. I really did. I thought this was going to be a chancy win for Rollins. Didn't turn out that oh, way, though. So. Oh, no, it didn't. <coughs> uh, yeah, I, I was cracking up when they made reference to them being like the new Shield or something, Roman 2.0, and all that Dean Ambrose. So this was a funny segment. Hilarious. Yeah. Mark. Well, that's, that's because it's Jamie Noble, sir. And Jamie Noble knows how and when to do things because he was the greatest cruiserweight champion of all time. 
Now you guys think they're gonna keep Jay and Jay together. They should. If they don't, that's gonna be another travesty. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to keep them together, but can you can you see them competing every week? Seriously? Yeah, I would make them kind of like I said it in another episode, but I kind of make them like the the cheap version of the APA. Like I'd make them just the the, the joke version of the acolyte protection agency. Yeah, if, if someone needs protecting, they can hire the services of J and J. I love it. That'd be hilarious. But can you see them? Could you imagine Rusev doing that? Tag titles. Uh, you know what? The tag division's so weak that yeah. Okay. They're not weak. They're really not weak. No, it really they're, is. They're better off now than what they were probably a year ago. Okay, but you believe in the prime time players way more than I do, so that's the one. But outside of the new day, you can't even call Ken Cesaro a team anymore. They can smoke and hell. So. Lucha Dragons? They ruined me at money at the elimination chamber. What about Ascension? And I hate Ascension. Exactly. So you're, na- you're just naming teams that are together. That's all we're doing pretty much, because. They're not good teams. They're really not. Sorry. L- Lucha Dragon, besides that spot fest at Elimination Chamber, hadn't put on a bad tag team. Well, Just got, pure tag team. They gotta win me over again. They they're gotta they're super over, over as it is. No, they were over. See, I don't. I don't. I think they. I think their popularity is dangerous. Their debut. Because the thing about a hot wire is, you can only do it so much to where we know who and I anymore. We kind of expect it. So you gotta be able to do something different, and they're kind of limited in their, uh, their stick, pretty much. I don't know. I feel like the tag team division is way better than it was last year, because outside the Usos, um, and who else, uh, the Whites or whatever, and even the shit, I guess, it was like kind of hard to identify who was a tag team. That's so just now, but now we just have two people together, and like Los Matadores, we're calling Los Matadores contender. I mean, they're the weakest one out of the bunch. They're still in Wall, which is a travesty in itself. How many times are we going to use travesty on this podcast? A lot. This okay. is the this is the tragic podcast. Travesty right podcast, now. right, boy? I'm telling you. So, Mark, you're you're okay with how the tag team division is right now? Yeah, un- uh, un- unlike Anthony, I don't absolutely hate PTP, and I think they've actually gotten better on the mic than they were at first, and they've, they've kind of gelled on the mic more. So, I mean, they're pretty funny in most of the stuff they do. Sometimes, I mean, I know Darren pulls it on himself with some of the gay references and stuff. I, think I find it kind of funny, though. Yeah, that's funny. Like, that's fine. Are you going to go there with it? I don't like yeah, how they want They're coming out party. I don't like how they want to acknowledge that he's gay. Like, you're going to make your inside jokes about it. Just go with it. The funny thing is, all those gay inside jokes <laughs> just go straight over my head. I don't even, like, notice them. So, so you didn't notice his coming out party was last summer? You didn't nope. notice that? You didn't catch that? Nope. And you didn't catch the time when he pulled out the rainbow pony and this is my favorite color? I didn't even catch it. It went over my wow. head. Wow. <laughs> right, well, Some people are just oblivious. I guess. Uh, your radar is on zero. Um, I'll probably look at it like, oh, this is weird. Not saying uh, that it's a reference to him being well, gay. I got news for you. Anytime they let Darren uh, Young talk, he's probably referencing being gay somehow. 
Well, now since you've mentioned it, now I have no choice but to try to, you know, look yeah, out exactly. for it, listen yep. to it now. God, it's kind of like I just ruined Christmas, man. Like, I don't know. Tony um, Santa was real and <laughs> wrestling spank. What next? <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. We got Ziggler and Kane um, in this match where Kane picks the win. And Rusev is, I guess you could say, almost distracted uh, Ziggler, but he knocks off, uh, well, makes lot of trips over the uh he knocked her off sir he did it yeah i was uh i had to go take a bathroom break at that time and i was across the other side of the house and i all i heard was mark and an outcry for for lana's safety um she was was distraught um ruthless is officially public enemy number one on mark's list um, I'm glad, I'm kind of glad I missed that, because I didn't want to, I don't really, uh, and by the way, um, TNA did this next week as well, it's never there, it was a little more violent, um, by having James Norp push Mickey James in the train tracks, um, but this, uh, man-on-woman violence is getting serious in wrestling us. I love it. I mean, I don't love it. I, uh, hold on, time out. Again, Just again, again. I do not, I do not condone. Okay. A man putting his hands on a woman like that, but for entertainment reasons, for storyline, for a scripted show. No. I love it. I know. I know. Can you portray in reality? Well, I mean, in all defense, he didn't put his hands on her. He just stopped her from coming up. But still, that was enough. Well, James Storm did not. I just saw well, that. Well, yeah, yeah. Head. James Storm didn't. Um, <laughs> that, that was a little. This 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 is good because it makes uh, Rusev even with his injury, he's going to be out for a while. Yeah, it keeps Who him relevant. How long? This makes him relevant. It keeps him relevant, but at the same time, we're wondering what he can do without the Russian American gimmick. Now he got the Lana, so what are you doing for Lana? Like, as long as he got the Lana gimmick, he's relevant. But where do you go after that? Oh, would you? Can you imagine him? Like they give him like he has the same gimmick. But they give him like an extra gimmick where he's like the crazy, abusive ex stalking ex boyfriend. That would be like terrible. he's stalking her. I think you guys are forgetting that we're in the future era. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was gonna go the route of you pull out the sympathy card like he did that one week, and you just carry it on and put him as a no, because Dan nope. will Dan will die. He won't go and kill WWE. Nope. Gotta make him the stalker. I don't like stalker gimmicks. Yeah, it didn't work for anything at all. Yeah, it also didn't work in TNA. They can redo it. I mean, they have new writers now, so they can like, all right, we can make this this better than what we did like 10 years ago. Do you have faith in the writers? No, I don't. Okay, okay. I don't know why I said that, but still, (laughs) I have faith that this could happen. It it could work. Okay, well, I mean, you got to all believe in something, I guess, so... So you don't you don't agree with the whole Rusev stalking? No, I don't. I don't. I mean, no, I don't. I, I I would just stick to the jealousy angle more than anything. That's or maybe, as or maybe like, or maybe like you know, Dolph Ziggler and Lana is like having a nice romantic candlelight dinner, and Rusev comes in and breaks down the door, quote unquote, almost like the Brian and um, Stone Cold sort of way. He just breaks down the door and attacks Ziggler, and like. Does harm to Lana. I wouldn't do that. I would have them like out on a dinner date, and I would have Ruth bring a blind date. 
and have him take the table right beside them. And then just break the table in half. Not only that, no, you just run the jealousy angle. They don't need to do violence that would involve a man and a woman. They do not need to do No, that. he doesn't hit her. He hits the table and breaks their table and ruins their dinner. Yeah, I don't think they would do that either. Or they did it with uh, the table, Maddie and what's starts his name? Throwing things around. He accidentally a glass hits her in the face. That's going to be a little off topic, but let me tell you why this is a good thing. We were talking earlier about me at one dimension, all right? We accept Rusev as this angry brute. This is a different side of Rusev that we're getting here, right? The whole, I need my things back, I'm a broken man, I'm humbled. This ain't good. Like, I like Rusev trying to be the guy that's going to try to figure out how to get his things back by being conniving. That's a lot better than just being the angry, screaming guy. I, I, for me personally, I'm hoping that he... Doesn't use his brute anger only. I hope he knows a different route. Oh, I can go. There's so many ways I could go with this. If I was like in charge of his direction or booking, I can make Rusev like super dark. He'll <laughs> be sort of like brute, but you know what? Like this is. I like to think again. We're making PG. everyone dark. Oh my god! Why? This is a PG podcast in a way. So yeah. No, it's really not. We ruined that today. But I will say, if if he brings back a diva from, like, the past, like, this, maybe Trish or something, to try to make her jealous, that would be hilarious. Just yeah. bring back some kind of hot, hot female from WWE's past and try to make Lana jealous. Don't make it Jamie Noble's girlfriend daddy, though. Yeah, Jamie don't. Might yeah, Jamie might get serious on that. <laughs> oh, man. I like Maddie. Uh, Nanny was uh, hot. Nanny was hot in those little booty shorts she wore. Yeah, uh, she uh, came from tough enough, right? Yep. Yeah. Come out wearing the lollipop every week. She was the first girl to do the lollipop. Trina Tough Enough was just around the corner from the uh, Tough yep. Enough show. Is anybody going to watch it? I have the app on my phone. I have not looked at the competitor yet, but yeah, I'm going to watch it. That's from the simple fact that it's on the network and it's something to watch. Or, I mean, it's not in USA, not the network. Oh yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Uh, I've already looked at some of the. I had to see if one of my friends got in, but uh, she didn't. But um, yeah, I saw there's a couple people from Georgia, so yeah, I mean, I'd watch it anyway. Big Big O is Zach Rogers, uh, boy from Long Island, I think. He's uh, he's gonna be on there. Yeah, they got a they got a few indie stars on there apparently. All right, moving on to the next one. Uh, next segment, we got the Miz TV featuring the Miz interviewing the Big Show and the Big Guy. I don't know what to say about this, but other than I thought the segment sold the uh, pay per view a bit. I don't know. Did y'all think that? Yeah, and do what it was meant to do. Pretty much, uh, I knew when it was going to be where it started, and it was what I thought it was going to be, and it ended that way. Uh, Ryback did some talking. Thanks for doing some talking, and Miz was there being irrelevant, and that was pretty much what happened. I think the big guy's going to win this. Um, Mark? Yeah, uh, I'm surprised. Um, again, Ryback's actually, I, I mean, he does the cheesy lines as well as anybody does, I guess, but um, he's actually speaking a little bit better than uh, he was at the beginning, and I guess they're giving having more confidence in him and allowing him 
to speak a little bit more, so yeah, they, it, it was pretty cool. I think they're going to ride back a pretty big push here, actually. I, going for. I still think that The Miz is going to get mad about being the third wheel again, and that he's going to actually probably interfere in the big guy versus the big show's match. That would be cool. I see this could be like a triple threat match somewhere around <laughs> SummerSlam. Yeah. I, I would hope in this, though, because my fear now is that the Miz is just there, and that he won't have a part in the match, so I'm hoping that he does become relevant at least in it. Yeah, he's, he's been, like, a cool, annoying heel lately. That was just... I still hate the outfit. Like, I can't stand it. I know I'm supposed to hate it, but I hate it, like, in a bad way. Like, that's, that's awful. So, do you think his character now that he's, like, away from the... I guess Sandow or Ms. Dow that is going to like probably sink his chances on the roster or make him sort of like, eh, whatever. It's no, I actually think it's the other way. He made Ms. Dow relevant, actually. True, true, but you know, they both together were like hilarious. They were entertaining. They are, but I think he can, he can find in a way to be hilarious. Otherwise, that's to where Sandow was funny by doing everything that the Miz did, so. Yeah, I mean, as much <clears throat> as everyone likes to hate on the Miz, the Miz, surprisingly, even on his own, has been pretty relevant, and he's yeah. even tried to boost up other people and make them relevant. Yeah. Alex Riley, Damian da- Sandow. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. So, I mean, the Miz, I think, will be just fine. Because no matter what, the Miz can get heat just about like no other. He's the Miz and he's awesome. Yeah, he is. One of my favorite guys. Um, in my sort of weird, sort of booking creative way, I um, this is going to be unpopular <clears throat> opinion. Let's reinvent him as the ultimate Mizzer and let him join Mega Power. All right, well, we're done. Move on. <laughs> yeah, we're done on that one. Carver and Rowan. That's another thing. We forgot about that tag team group. Yeah, they're not a tag team. That's why I forgot about it. Who, Harper and Rowan? No, the Mega Powers. Oh, uh, the Mega Powers? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, we got Harper and Rowan versus the Lost Metador squash match. Um, Harper and Rowan wins with the 3D. And they do their little post-match promo. I don't, I don't <coughs> get what they're saying, though. But it would be a shot fired at the Dudleys. What do you think, Mark? Well... <laughs> they said that your time to pay for your sins is coming. And they said that it's okay to be afraid. And that's what the WWE universe should be. So, yeah, the the Twitter Dudleys uh, kind of went off on WWE saying that um, if you really wanted to see how the Dudley death drop should have been done, maybe you should have just given us a call. So, um, we might be seeing Team 3D versus Team Wyatt. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that, and I think that that would be a pretty pretty good match, actually. Can we see that Battleground, probably? No. I don't think it's going to be that soon. I think maybe SummerSlam. We might get the announcement for it a Raw after Battleground. Uh, is anybody looking forward to uh, 3D? Dudley's uh, coming back. Uh, of course. Yeah. Devon, get the table. And guess what? It strengthens the uh, tag team division, too. 
Why, it doesn't take much to do that. You just gotta put two guys that are relevant together, so. Ah, man. Yeah. Gotta get on the board, man. Detecting divisions, what's happening? Uh, it's what's happening, all right, old main event. <laughs> all right. Uh, any, uh, any thoughts on this, Anthony? Uh, no, that's... I'm good with it. Uh, all right, I'm we'll gonna, uh, move on to... Yeah, no, I'm just... I, like I said, I just want Harper and Rowan to go back with Bray. Until they do, unless they're stupid and cutting them back together. I mean, eventually, sometimes, every stable has to break up eventually. Why would they get back together without their mentor? I mean, why did they bring up to begin with? That's why. But then why are they back together? It's just no you not telling us anything, so. It's like no one, like, can give us a real conclusion on anything that involves the Wyatt. Yeah, we don't even know, like, really, honestly. And when we say nothing, we mean nothing. And then, I have to guess... Myself and I come up with all these cool theories. WWE just craps on all. Yeah, them. and they never come out to happen that way ever. Yeah. Uh, Mark, Mark, way see, Mark connecting cool. the Mark the dots at Money in the Bank when Kane had to bring Wyatt that dang gun briefcase. I want dots to be connected somehow. Okay. Mark so 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 you guys are telling me that I just sit up here just told you that. I think Kane could give it to Kevin Owens, and you guys are not jumping on board. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. First off, I don't think Kane's giving it to anybody. So, unlike y'all, like y'all are sitting here and pick guys who you think are who you want to win, and I'm not that guy because I know who's winning. So I'm not even going to try to pant myself and know who I think might win because I know Roman Reigns is winning. So, like, there's no if ands or buts and words about it. Oh, wow. Roman Reigns hasn't lost but one match in the last one and a half years. Why the hell would he lose money in the bank? Because he lost last year's money in the bank. Okay, and that was the last time he lost in a match other than Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he can still lose another money in the bank. He ain't losing twice, I'm sorry. What if he wins the Rumble twice? That ain't happening either. He went, they're not going to repeat that. They're not repeating <laughs> oh, that. Take, take this out. What if someone... If, well, I'm not saying it's going to happen soon, but what if someone won the money in the bank and they won the Royal Rumble? Well, if anybody doesn't, it will be Roman. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Uh, pretty All much, right. though, you know, we'll move on to Titus. So we're about to be at Roman anyway, and he had a big old match tonight with Kofi. Yeah, we got Titus O'Neil versus Big E. To me, this was like one of those, I'm just sitting here and my eyes are fading, closing, and I just lose all whatever. I, I wouldn't really pay attention to this match. Um, I guess this was a build-up to their tag team match. I think they have a match at uh, Money in the Bank, right? For the title, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anthony? <coughs> You said it best. This is all it was. It was a match to set up the pay-per-view. Uh, made them both look kind of... They both got their spots in. I couldn't tell you who won. Because like you, Biggie. I fell asleep. But you did win. So, uh, God, that's bad news for the uh, New Day. Because that means they might lose the pay-per-view. I hope so. I hope not, uh, actually. But, from now on, the tag team champions would be awful. Million dollars. Um, Down the drain. That's what it is. Millions of dollars. Down the drain. Millions of dollars. <laughs> um, I, I think that Big E and Titus 
probably have a larger ceiling than their uh, counterparts on their of their tag teams. Yeah, thank you. They they are two big men that can put in some brutal matches. Here's the thing, guys, and a lot not a lot of people forget about this because he is such in good shape for his physique. But uh, Titus O'Neil is 39 years old. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, not even chicken. But he's still a hoss. He is. I, I actually, even though he's like down like close to 40, um, actually sometime last year, I think last year, maybe before then, when primetime player broke up or whatnot, um, I actually thought he was going to get like a push. A yeah, real serious, huge push. Yeah, they singles. And then they finally went Heath Slater. So. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, this is not going so well. The Slater but, um, Gator, baby. Slater Gator. Oh God! Slater Gates. Yeah, I, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on with uh, booking, yeah. but uh, maybe we'll get Titus O'Neil at least to be like a uh, intercontinental you know title uh, contender. Or something I want to say day. this though. Uh, we crept on how many random matches we had like this one, but at least we're having a random match and not another stupid recap or another filler segment where we're going back in time. All right, um, any last thoughts on this? No, no, we're going to move on to Roman. All right, uh, Roman versus Coffee, a.k.a. the match that would prepare Coffee to face the big guy like Brock Lesnar in Japan next month on NXT because he needs to, he needs to, he needs that practice because Brock Lesnar's coming from him. Yeah, I know um, that. I like it. I like Kofi being uh, all working singles again. And yeah. he, they... I don't know if they just told him to make Kofi look strong, or maybe Roman just wanted to, but Kofi looked pretty damn good during the match. I mean, I know it was a lot of outside hocus-pocus and whatnot, but that's the same thing that Brock Lesnar's going to get, so. Well, first off, Boy, what do you mean, Roman? Die. Why would that's Roman fine. make somebody look good? Roman can't work. Duh, well, I mean, for those people who think that way, I, <laughs> I, I apologize for the last statement. Roman looks strong. Roman is strong. Roman is strong, but Roman can also work his ass off when he wants to. So when he wants to, and you know what? Too, he's not that bad now. Like he used to be on the mic. His yeah. promos are not that god awful. No, they're not. But it also depends on the promo and who he's talking yeah. to. There's sometimes like the the one where he was standing on the table for no reason, and I'm like, "Why are you standing on that table?" <laughs> that was awful, terrible. No, what was really crazy was after the match, he's just leaning against the barricade, looking at his little fake watch. Uh, yeah. Everybody had a Everybody. fake watch today. John Cena had a fake watch. See, Kevin Owens watch. had a fake watch, too. Everyone See, has fake watches Let me now. tell you what's different about that segment. The Mark pointed it out right away. Why the hell would he need a chair if Dean Ambrose already bought a technique? There's a chair waiting on him. It was a special chair. No, and he didn't even sit in the chair Roman had. He sat in the one in the front row. You know, I noticed that he had some chairs. I just didn't notice that he didn't sit in the chair. I just thought, like, why is he looking at his wrist? There's, he doesn't have a watch. No, it's not, it's not no. Like, why the hell do you have the chair and you're not even going to use it? Okay, conspiracy theory. Everyone's looking at their watch as a sign that Punk's coming back. Okay, there should be, like, a rule that unless you have some credible, you know, <laughs> we're not going to mention uh, CM Punk returning. He is in a Twitter war with Hulk Hogan, sir. That is true, actually. 
It, it is true. I almost tweeted like CM Punk, like, "Can we see you?" Ever? All right, I'm, this might be kind of stupid. I don't think like, you hey, need to tweet anybody. Um, I'd rather see CM Punk and Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania, no joke, That's than Brock Lesnar and Stone Cold. That's terrible. Okay. Well, we're not going to get that either. Apparently, that's another spoiler alert. But what? What is which? Which one would you rather have, though? I would rather have Austin and Lesnar any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Screw that! I'd rather have Lesnar and Hogan and CM Punk and Stone Cold. That way, Lesnar can kill off Hogan. Oh yeah, and we get Austin Punk. I'm good with that. Even though Hogan, is, Hogan isn't stupid. Like Hogan got mad the one time that Lesnar called him Grandpa, and that's all he did was get mad because he's not that stupid. So. Well, he's not the same Hogan as he was 30 years ago when he was like extra big. That Lesnar would have got uh, that. Hogan would have got killed by Lesnar, too. Yeah, what if Lesnar would have said, yeah, I called your grandpa. What are you going to do about it? You know what Hogan would have done? Cramped his pants. That's what he would have done. No, oh, he would have got the, till bill, uh, the 10 bill ring on next week's Raw. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think really attacking or insulting <laughs> Hogan directly probably doesn't phase him. I mean, he's going to get upset, but... What if someone, like, attack, like, say, like, hey, I'm going to screw your daughter, Brooke? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, she's already mad at Undertaker because she thought that he might steal her panties, right, so I don't off, know. First off, time out. Hulk Hogan sold his own daughter out in a storyline in TNA, so... That is true. Yeah. yeah. It's, nothing to, it's nothing for Hulk Hogan to answer his family to advance the storyline at all. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, have so, I have so many ideas that yeah. it's like. I don't do it. It all involves Mary and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Super like City. Appropriate ideas of how they can go with this Hulk Hogan storyline and stuff involving. For one match, I'll be Brock. You can be in the power forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we got Dean out there in the crowd because he bought a ticket. Terrible. And Terrible. the uh, match, last match of the night was. J&J Security versus Rollins. Um, guys, I really believe that J&J Security were seriously <laughs> good in the ring. Yeah. Well, when, when are they not good in the ring? I mean, other times it's like, yeah, this is just a joke. But this time I looked at them like, you know what? These guys still got it. I, they never lost it. Like, when you watch their matches, yeah, they're not getting good offense there, but that comedy they're doing, that takes skill to make it look good, and they make it look good when they do it. Well, I mean, this time they had offense, though. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, yeah. just because they don't have offense don't mean, don't mean they can't do it. James, Jamie Noble is the one-time Ring of Honor heavyweight champion, sir. Yeah. Joey Mercury is the two-time WWE tag team champion, sir. Yeah. They are, they're skilled workers. And their security, damn it. And they they actually went at Rollins, too. I, I like that. Like, like Anthony was telling me, I was oh, this is going to be the finger poke of doom number two. I was like, oh, please don't do that. I was convinced. I was like, this is Rollins getting the easy win. This is like when Triple H picked Flair to be his opponent. And Flair had to lay down. I was like, yeah, they're going to... I'm, I'm glad that we actually saw a match, though. Yeah, and we, we got crowd chants for Joey and Jamie. Not only that, guys, we're forgetting to mention the fact that uh, JJ won. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they beat the champ. They won. Uh, all right, so since Seth Rollins became champion, 
How do you view his character, or how do you view him now? I will. I'm compared to everyone else that's been champion. This is what I was waiting on right now, Dan. This is gonna prove your point wrong of everything that you've talked about in the last few episodes of this podcast about winning and it mattering. Who do you think the best deal in wrestling is? Ooh, uh, in WWE or all of wrestling? No, 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 no. Uh, right now it's uh, Seth Rollins. Okay. How many matches has Seth Rollins won on paper? Uh, I can't remember. How, and how strong is Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins, see that's the thing about him is that his character kind of sucks because it makes him into a punk champion. But, but mu- I know in the ring he has incredible skills like it, no one. And no it's other. must watch. It's must watch. You want you want to see him lose, and he gives it to you. It goes to prove the point that you don't have to win and lose in wrestling to get over. <clears throat> I disagree. <clears throat> Depending on who you are. Oh, oh, so now there's exceptions. Yeah, there gotta be exceptions. Oh my God, Mark famous. I mean, Bray Wyatt is a perfect example. No, Bray Wyatt. See, that's another thing. I don't think Bray Wyatt wins or loss in the matter. See, Seth can play off this cheesy, sleazy heel. He doesn't win cleanly whenever he does win no, no, on he, pay-per-views. He barely wins. And he loses on, on house shows and Monday nights. So, I mean, his win-loss record, he probably has more losses this year as champ than he does wins. Yeah. And his wins aren't clean. I agree with that because I think that overall the whole package that he carried with him before winning the title was that he was phenomenal. Uh, I don't think he had that many losses when he was uh, just carrying the uh, briefcase. However, he does tend to have a few losses though, but I think it's all built up on the fact that they want to make him into a punk champion where he's scared to like put his title up on the line. Or whatever, but I know when he goes out there and performs, he's giving it his all, and he's—I feel like he's one of the best in the company. Wait a minute. Skills. Wait a minute. Okay, so he's giving it his all, and his winning losses don't matter. Bray Wyatt nearly damn broke his ankle at WrestleMania the morning of it, and you couldn't even tell it in his match with Undertaker. So what is Bray Wyatt? So does Bray Wyatt just not work hard in the ring to you because he's 300 pounds? I think everybody works hard in their own way, but obviously they don't work hard enough to get to the top or get a push. Wow. So so you have to be the best worker in order for WWE to give you the push? At least noticeably. I don't think that's the case at all. I, I, think, I, I think you have to have some kind of connection with the crowd. I mean, that's, that's two. Okay, so all right, Bray Wyatt has a connection with the crowd in his own mysterious sort of yes, weird way. Yes. But it just doesn't resonate to the point where he's getting a proper storyline <laughs> or a proper push that he deserves. They won't do that. That's, that's on them. That's not on Bray Wyatt. And the thing is, too, it's like, like I said before, maybe it is on them, but like I said, Bray Wyatt is a great talker. He has great promos. But when his promos, when you talk about his promos and so forth, it's like awesome. And then he goes in a ring, it's like, wow, this guy talks really good and doesn't back it up. That's just me. 
That's just me, how so, I feel about it. So he didn't and kill like, Ryback after he said that he was going to kill Ryback because he was standing in his way? Dean Ambrose. He didn't beat Dean Ambrose two out of three well, street where did, fights? Where, where did that get him? That's on creative. That's not on him. And he wins the matches that they're putting him in. But does, does he not lose a lot more matches than he wins? No, no, not He lost really, to no. John Cena. He lost to Taker. Who wouldn't have lost to John Cena and Taker at two straight WrestleManias? Kevin Owens. He would have lost to Taker at WrestleMania. No, yes. no. Yes. Kevin Owens oh. would not have lost. He would have ended the streak. Again, he would have ended another streak? He would have ended it before Brock Lesnar. Oh, please. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, did you just say Kevin Owens would have been the one to break the streak? He would have, sir. God. God, man, you're putting Kev- you're you're too high on Kevin Owens. He beat John Cena in his first match. Was that Mania? Hey. You guys are ridiculous. All right, we're gonna move on. We gotta get on our final thoughts. <laughs> oh, we still got a uh, Ring of Honor and yeah, yeah, we gotta do NXT. We got another review of that. I'll let uh, you want me to do NXT first. Yeah, go ahead. All right, NXT. We're gonna go over last week's episode. We're gonna. This week, we're going to add, uh, this will be a new segment on the show, we're talking about NXT and Ring of Honor briefly. Last week's episode, uh, we had Adam Rose, as I mentioned earlier. They, we had the We Want Predators hit, which was pretty awesome. He lost to Tyler Breeze. Uh, they let Breeze, again, that's another thing where creative kind of messing up. You don't know who's heel and who's face. Seems like they might be teasing Breeze turning. Stay tuned for that. Uh... They had, uh, Carmella, uh, face Alexa Bliss, and they're doing that whole storyline with, uh, Enzo and Colin and Blake and Murphy with their new chicks involved. Uh, Alexa got the roll-up pin, made her look good. The blonde villains are back. Uh, yes. Oh, God. Yeah, they're back. Uh, Jason Jordan brought back Marcus Louis. We found him, the bald-headed guy from, uh... Laura, what is their name? I forget what their team name was. Uh, the Legionnaires. The Legionnaires, yes. The bald guy from there is back. He didn't work out so well. The bald villain watched him. And Jason Jordan beat the crap out of him. So Jason Jordan is still looking for a partner. And, <coughs> yeah, not couldn't be you, High Nation at Ooh, all. Huh? Couldn't be you, High Nation. Uh, made a bit. Van Balor and Rhino. Uh, Finn Balor got the, uh, clean win, and after the match, for some reason, as Finn is celebrating on the stage, he catches a gore through the NXT sign. It looks like we're gonna have a Rhino-Finn Balor feud, which is awful, um, but it is what it is. That was NXT for last week. This week, not gonna be a spoiler, uh, Samoa Joe is in action, so tune in, watch NXT. That's great. Um, question before we get into Ring of Honor. Why is Bob Villain a thing? Why, why are they a team? Why, why are they a thing? Why are, are they called the Bob Villain? That's like the most old school generic. That has like, I think Vince probably went down and no, no. said, hey, have this is a great team. Let's just call the Bob their- Villains and give them a gimmick like that. Have you seen their gimmick? That's what they're supposed to be. They're the 1920 aristocrats. Yeah. That's, that's and then the like, strong man. Do, do you think that will really work in a, on the uh, main roster? Yeah, it would. They're, not... they're great. I'm not saying that they're not great, but that it's just that 
that team and that gimmick is just awful to me. First off, if the NWO can work with the slow motion strobe lights, then they can do this throwback silent movie little roll motion picture thing. That I think it, because it's so different, it stands out. And that's what you need to do is stand out to make it on television. I, I, mean, think I that, feel like I need to be in the 1920s to That's understand. the point. That's the point. That's not their gimmick is. They're 1920s. That's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, Ring of Honor, of course, it debuted last week. Uh, I might need some help on some of these matches because okay. the only there was only a few things that stood out to me last week. Um, I think the New Japan uh, wrestler uh, Kushido. Yeah, Kushido. Uh, not sure he went against though, but Kushido is a pretty impressive guy. I like him. Will Aurora uh, is a heck of a worker. He's from the Ring of Honor dojo. He's not a guy that wins. He isn't a guy that puts people over. But that was a very, very solid match with Kushido. I think didn't he? Uh, wasn't it this week he won a tournament, a uh, junior weight tournament or something? Uh, Kushido. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah, uh, later on in the match, we got this big dude named, uh, Moose, I think that's who he is. That's big guy, yeah. He's yeah, a uh, honor, sure. I seen him, first of all, it was so wrong for him to beat up that kid like that. Waterboy uh, deserved that. That's right. Yeah, it was just so wrong, and the fact that I believe it was one of the announcers, uh, Yeah, Karina's son, I'm yeah. Like, come on, you're not going to help your son out? Well, you know what, that's what... That his son is a little trainer for joining the decade of MJ Weber, but I, I have some harsh feelings on MJ Weber, so the greatest man to ever. No, shut your damn mouth! Don't you ever say that? Oh, um, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I would like to see him in WWE, uh, but uh, I, I want to say this too: the addiction are probably the best, the top five wrestling. I can't stand it. I, 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 you know what? I liked them when they were Destiny Addiction, but now that they've made this KRD thing, where they're the Red Mask people and they're the Dirty Heels, first off, I'm a huge Red Dragon fan. I think Red Dragon's the best team on the planet. So the fact that they ended Red Dragon's reign pissed me off anyway, but I'm, I'm hoping that Kyle O'Reilly gets his revenge. He, he took it to them boys, I'm here to tell you. Oh, yeah, that was a good match tonight. Kyle O'Reilly took it to them boys. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, he doesn't look like you're average, like you're going to get much from him, but when he gets into the ring, it's like, wow. He's the best worker they have. Like, every match that I ever watch him in, I'm like, that's the match of the night. Because he kills it. He just, he looks so physical in there. Yeah, um, what else? Last week, I thought we were going to get, um, J.D. Though, uh one of my favorite guys in Ring of Honor, and I have to say this, that J.D. Though is the top five best heel in all of professional wrestling. I, mean, I, I think top five is an understatement. I mean, he's, he's that good right now. Yeah, and you know, the fact that he's been working in TNA, like, uh, for, he's notably from uh, TNA, and you never thought he would be in that role or be that good of a heel, but he's played that role to a T. Yeah. Um, the Bristols are the most hilarious, entertaining. If you guys never watched Ring of Honor, you gotta check out a Briscoe promo. Uh, you don't know. I don't know what they're saying, but whatever they're saying is funny. And tonight, I uh, what's it is? Uh, was it Mark Briscoe? 
Yeah, Mark's uh, the one that you don't understand. Like, Jay speaks clear. He's just crazy. But Mark, Mark, you ain't got no... The funny thing about it was Jay, I mean, Mark Bristol was getting his promo tonight, and I could have sworn he threw out an N-word, but I was like, you know what, I don't even care, because this is funny. I don't, I don't think know Mark what did. I don't think Mark did. What was that? I don't think Mark did, but you never know what he's saying, that's the thing, you have no... Well, he did have some heat for uh, making some Twitter, uh, something he said on Twitter a while ago, about black people and homophobics and all that, all that stuff. But Love yeah, me, um, the Briscoes are Love great. I want, I really want to see Jay Bristol and Jay Lethal go at it. Um, it's a shame that I don't know why Jay Lethal's not the world champion now. Um, well, not because Jay Bristol hasn't been pinned in two years. Yeah, that got to change. I like no, Jay Bristol, no, but you got to change. And no, as far as the fact that they're on TV, they should be getting some production money. And a lot of people have a problem with, oh, they don't have good lighting. They don't have this. All right. I can deal with that bad lighting. A lot of okay? people named Jim Ross. Huh? A lot of people named Jim Ross. Yeah, some others. And the fact that they, like, it takes you, like, what, two steps is to get from the ramp to the uh, ring. I don't have a problem with that. The most, the thing I have a problem with, which is crazy, is that their they're matting, their floor mat, are, like, so cheesy. Wow. It's oh, like so easy man. to me. If they can fix that, I don't care about anything else. You don't have to fix the light. Just fix the floor mat. Let me tell you why that floor mat's so important, though, and why it's more padded. Ring of Honor lives on those dive spots. Yeah. Like, they do them constantly. So you've got to have extra padding out there. You have to. And the commentary's not that bad either, guys. No, the commentary's um, actually the best in wrestling. Like, Kevin Kelly is annoying to some, but... Him and, Steve, him and Carino have that connection that's just must watch every single week. They make the matches better because they call it. Also, too, I almost got hyped up tonight because um, here's the thing. I always hype myself up when I see uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, that was a good I, match. Was I was a, a fan match. of his when I was a kid, and then seeing him like actually wrestle, I have to tell myself, don't ever get hyped up again when you see Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, in the ring. Why? Because he's old. He's old. No, that was a great match. Out of shape. That was a great match. Well, I mean, it was a great match, yeah, though, yeah. but it wasn't what I imagined. What do you expect? All right, go back and watch. Because, like, again, I think this is where nostalgia is kicking in. Uh, just an underliner. Most famous man, Brian Pillman, correct? Absolutely. Go back and watch that match, and go watch his moveset in that match. And go watch his moves that yesterday, and I think you're gonna see that they're the same freaking moves. Like he's no different. I'm, you're just letting nostalgia get in the way. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I'll give him one more chance. He I'll did the he did chance. the somersault off the side. He always did the somersault off the side. And if he can do that at 50 years old, that's pretty incredible. And the yeah. fact that he added some comedy into it, like he called the boys into the ring. And got them to do the Dalton Castle thing with him. That's pretty smooth. Oh, that was that was awesome. That right was there. smooth. Oh man, we're, we're like giving people spoilers though, but it was pretty good. Well, I mean, no, that was last week's episode. We haven't, we're not, we're not no. talking about this week. Dalton Castle versus Liger was this week. Okay, well, that's just one part of the match. Then. Okay, all right. Oh, uh, and, and guys, what what is a what is a cheeseburger? Why is that a thing? Okay, <laughs> okay. cheeseburger. Has been a gimmick for about a year now, and a year and a half, probably two years. 
Uh, he was a trainer. He just got a dojo to help take down the ring. He's about 120 pounds dripping wet, but he's determined to be a wrestler. So he's the guy that gets beat up a lot. And the crowd yeah. loves him. They love him because he just gets beat up all the time. But he doesn't win. That doesn't happen in Cheeseburger for him. I thought it was funny, like, Bob Evans, yep. quote-unquote, versus Cheeseburger. Yeah, right, right. Brutal Bob Evans. Um, <laughs> and and, uh, and Brutal Bob was actually is, his, his mentor, his trainer. So. Overall, uh, if you guys haven't checked out Ring of Honor, you should check out. It's something new, different. Um, basically, a lot goes on in that one hour. Um, also, to uh, hopefully... Uh, when I get a chance to, maybe we can review Lucha Underground, which is even more different than yeah, usual. For sure. Well, we might add that into our weekend show. So. Yeah. So it's time for the grades and the uh, best and worst segments. Uh, you want to go first, or? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna give it a B. Uh, it was a pretty. Uh, no, I'm going to go with me plus, because they surprised me with the ending with J&J winning. I didn't like how Dean got there and Dean's part in the match, but, you know, it is what it is for that. Uh, segment of the night was the first one. Uh, Kevin Owens and John Cena deliver again as usual, and Owens and Neville put on a hell of a match. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a B, and I'm going with the opening segment, for sure. Mark? I'm going to give it a B as well. Favorite segment? Okay, I have one A and I have one B. One A would be Adrian Neville versus Kevin Owens because that was the match of the night. One B would be R Truth and overcoming his fear of ladders just because I think that that's very heroic of him that he overcame <laughs> that. And I, I'm thinking that he should get a spot in Money in the Bank just for having such bravery. Yeah, I would like that to um uh for my uh best of course was the Kevin Owens and Neville's match. That was uh solid. Um again like Mark said, the R Truth <coughs> segment was funny. Worst of the night, um I can't think of anything that's not a Divas match. Tiny Sonel Bingy. Yeah, yeah, because I pretty much was dozing off. Yeah, thanks. Um I'm going to give Raw a B minus, which is the first time I gave Raw a, a B grade in a while because it really did feel like a go home show compared to two weeks ago, um, the go home show for the uh, Elimination Chamber match uh, Raw show. Speaking of which, I guess we'll be bringing them a Money in the Bank premium show this weekend. Uh, instead of a side show, that's what we'll be bringing you. We'll get you caught up on the show coming up on Sunday. Try and get you an after show after, maybe, depending on how good it is. Um, is that final thoughts? Yeah, final thoughts. And yeah, just, uh, God, these two-week stories. Uh, we're not even done with that either, by the way, because I think we forgot to mention, uh, as we were talking about Kofi's match with Brock, they announced on the WWE Network, July the 4th, they're going to take a house show and turn it into a special. We're going to get uh, NXT title match, Ben Balor and Kevin Owens uh, have a fill on the title had a swap there, actually. They're really making Owen uh, Balor look big in all these promos. I'm going back to Japan. I keep hyping on that, so 
Uh, I'm expecting some big things there. Uh, excited about seeing Brock. Uh, so, we're not done yet with this whole two-week storytelling. Got a little bit longer to go with it. Uh, I guess my uh, final thought would be uh, <coughs> give us a break on these pay-per-views. I, I love it. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, we need this enough. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. The build-up was, this build-up to Money in the Bank was much better than the build-up to uh, Elimination Chamber. Um, not just one match that I'm invested in watching. Now I'm kind of like looking forward to three matches or more. Um, that's pretty much about it. And, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, Lucha Underground. Uh, you guys should check it out in Ring of Honor as well. Mark? Um... Give Bray Wyatt something. That's yeah. that's my only thing. Like, like it. You, you see him one one time, and then he's gone for a couple weeks, and then some reason you now see the Wyatt family without him for a couple weeks. Next thing you know, they're not going to be here, and he's going to be back. And uh, they just kind of, I guess they can't give us the entire Wyatt family on one show ever. Well, look here. Dean Ambrose lost to Bray Wyatt and became Intercontinental Champion. Ryback lost to Bray Wyatt and became Intercontinental Champion. So if you lose to Bray Wyatt, you're not going to be Intercontinental Champion. You're doing yeah, good if you lost to Bray. A huge push. Yep. And Bray will go nowhere. That's what they do. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Goons Radio. Facebook, Wrestling Goons Radio. And at YouTube, at youtube.com backslash wrestling goons radio. Very, very soon in the near future, we will be unveiling the new wrestling goons radio logo. Also, leave us a comment on YouTube. Yeah, definitely. Let us know what you think of the product. Anything you might want to hear us talk about that we don't. Anything you like, anything you don't like, let us know. We'll uh, check it out. Give me some feedback. I always like to hear it from our listeners. Uh... For Dan, and for Mark, and for myself, this weekend, until then, we will see you on the flip side.